Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, welcome to another spine-chilling episode of Scream Creeps, the podcast where we dissect the darkest corners of cinema and explore the eerie realms of horror. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me tonight, we've got my brothers Aaron and Josh, like always. And today, we're diving into the gripping silence of fear with a movie that's ranked that ranked number 18 on the list of the 35 scariest movies according to science in 2020. Brace yourselves as we unravel the tension and terror of the film that left audiences holding their breath. Hush. Now, before we embark on this journey, a quick warning. Spoilers lurk around every corner. So if you haven't witnessed the heart-pounding suspense of Hush, consider this your last chance to escape unscathed. I think Aaron was trying to say that my my camera was blurry, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, what? Is it just me or is this camera all foggy? Released in 2016, Hush is a psychological thriller directed by Mike Flanagan, known for his mastery in the horror genre. The film takes us deep into the secluded woods where a deaf and mute writer finds herself in a deadly game of cat and mouse with a masked assailant. The silence becomes a weapon, and the stakes are high in this relentless battle for survival. But what makes Hush stand out among the myriad of horror films? Is it the gripping storyline, the nail-biting tension, or the brilliant execution by the cast and crew? Today, we'll dissect every nerve-wracking detail, exploring the science behind its scare factor. So whether you're listening from the safety of daylight or braving the shadows of the night, join me as we unravel The Secrets of Hush, the 18th scariest movie according to science in 2020. Get ready for that roller coaster of emotions and symphony of screams right here on Scream Creeps. <clears throat> that uh, intro was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing, one thing, as we always point out when we're talking about these movies is I already mentioned that it's directed by Mike Flanagan, but it stars, starred Kate Siegel, who also co-wrote the film with Flanagan. And there's other co-stars, John Gallagher Jr., Michael Trucco, Samantha Sloyan, and Amelia Graves. It was jointly produced by uh, Trevor Macy through Intrepid Pictures and Jason Bloom through Bloom House Productions. An interesting thing about this one, and considering when we watched this, we had to actually find it to actually watch the film because um, I had never seen it, but it wasn't really available mainstream. I think we found it on YouTube, right? Or something yep. like that. Found it on YouTube. Um, but I guess it was... The world premiere was in South by Southwest in uh, on March twelfth, twenty sixteen, but it was released by Netflix in oh, April of twenty sixteen. Because I remember, so, I think I saw the trailer for it because they showed the dude in the mask. I think at one point, but I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, same here. I remember seeing like previews for it years ago, but. Uh, the interesting part, too, was it was actually remade twice in India, uh, once as a Hindi-language film called Kamoshi, 
in June of 2019. And then again, uh, it was in the Tamil language uh, called, I'm going to slay this, in August of 2019. It's called Kalei Uther Kalam. Don't know what it means. I probably should have looked that up before we started the podcast. but um, Probably something similar to... They were both directed by Chakri Toledi. Um, and then there was also a miniseries based on the story <laughs> uh, called oh, Midnight dude. Mass that was also created oh. and directed by Flanagan and starred Siegel that was released oh, on Netflix. Midnight Mass was something totally different. So did I. When I read that, I was surprised. But I do remember seeing that on Netflix. I don't remember seeing uh, yeah. the original film on it, though. Um, yeah. But with that, we can go ahead and get started and talking about the plot and what we thought of the film. I don't know if you got when you guys want me to talk about the uh, the ratings, but we'll probably talk about that near the end um, in terms of the resting heart rate versus the average movie heart rate that we always mention during mm-hmm. these uh, discussions. But I'm actually surprised it was sitting where it is, considering what the movie was. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminded me of uh, the. Caitlin, um, gosh, what is her name? The one that played Eve on Last Man Standing. I'm trying to think of her last name, but we, uh, oh shoot, I don't remember. Nothing will save you. That movie where you didn't talk oh, much. No this was kind of the oh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie had not a lot of dialogue besides from the the bad guy, and oh, it makes yeah. sense because you know, um, she was mute. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of well, she wasn't mute. She was deaf. She yeah, only wrote on sheets, though. She never talked. Yeah. Well, that's so, true. Remember, she wrote on the, the... Well, one of the parts in the movie was she wrote on the, the glass that she never saw his face yeah, and yeah. that she wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, it kind of reminded me of that movie in this respect, except there was dia- more dialogue in this movie. Um, but yeah, in terms of, I was surprised to see when we talk about it later, what the, the highest spike was and what the average heart rate was for the movie. It's like, it was almost people expecting stuff. Like we've talked about in the past, like you didn't know what to expect cause you weren't really hearing anything. Um, is my thought on why the numbers were, you know, one aspect that I was unsure of that I really liked was that. Uh, there was no translation for her uh, whenever she was doing sign language and stuff like that. Yeah, I so kind of was really open, open for interpretation. It was easy to, to understand what she was saying for the most part, mm-hmm. but it, it was all laid out for you whenever she was having conversations and stuff, even though it doesn't say it at the bottom. Yeah, so and that, that would have been the interesting part is to actually watch the... You know, if we watch it on DVD, whether or not the captions would point that out. Because yeah. I know they didn't uh, exactly. in the version we watched. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I can agree that that added to the tension that we kind of referred, that I referred to in the intro. Um, well, I was thinking maybe, about, like, uh, uh, I was, when I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of Terrifier a little bit, just because... Not really the gore factor and everything else, but, like, you know how I was talking about the the kill that got to me in Terrifier 2, like that huge sequence that happens like midway through the film. I was sitting there and 
and like I think that that probably one reason why the spike happened was because this could happen to anyone at the time. Like even if you're like, just so happens that the person was deaf, but like just a random dude just showing up at that at a house, you know. Like I think everybody kind of has that, or at least somewhat to a degree the innate like oh what if somebody broke in type of thing or something like out of this movie so it kind of like gave me the same vibe as like terrifier did during that scene is because both kind of like correlate the same or at least i thought that they were similar in nature because it was like anybody could just go do it type of thing which uh, i think i'm wondering if that was the reasoning behind the movie i guess possibly <clears throat> or that's why i think what do you some, mean the reasoning behind the movie like why why they uh i don't know it's hard to explain uh, like i'm just saying like the reason why they had the killer do certain things in this like how it's just it just seemed like a dude that just showed up at a house and like and that's what's different from like other horror movies is well, that well, well, that's what I, I think. That's the, one of the, the thing struggles. is, is she she was the bystander of what was happening yeah. at the neighbor's house. He was he was scoping her and her husband out first, and then he found out that she was deaf. So she kind of it was just a a sequence of events. It wasn't stranger to to her, yes, but it was like it was it wasn't premeditated. Like I think what happened with the neighbor. Like it didn't seem like. No, yeah. Well, the whole stranger thing. I I think you you were trying to say like, for the audience, like them having some reason, or there's more of a. uh, If I was in this situation, a relatability. The stranger goes to my house. That's why it gets. Yeah, but and then somebody breaks in or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, and I I would shows up at a random place. How much of the audience that they were doing the screenings of for this were female versus male? That's also a thing because it's a it's a male uh, antagonist and female protagonist. So, how much could females relate to that and their heart rate spike? versus a man's because to me this was not scary at all yeah well that's why i said like so it's like it was more empathetic because it's like i could understand from her perspective why she would be so fearful and everything like that but it wasn't scary more thriller-esque than well well, that's why i was saying that uh, like uh, not necessarily scary, but uh, just how they. What well, I could see that that would probably be the reasoning why it was higher on the list than other movies. Oh, for sure, was because of the, the relatability whole, of it. Yeah, the relatability. Yeah, or how, how it's not far fetched or anything like that. It's a it's it's very real world application. So mm-hmm. it could happen to you. So. Huh. You get a little more, which I would say that's on an empathetic side. So, yeah, I agree. But I didn't feel that. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I thought yeah, it was cool. It was, the, the it was way quicker. It was, 
Oh, sorry. I, I didn't, didn't like you him. Off. I didn't like who, uh, sorry to say it, John, John Gallagher Jr. I just, I don't know if it was just not a right fit for, for him. I just didn't get that kind of character from him. Oh, was well, the real killer esque? Like, yeah. he wasn't creepy to me. He wasn't any, like, he didn't have, uh, no, no soul or anything. Like, he couldn't see a blank stare in his eyes. Like, that he didn't care, like it, I would say, more narcissistic than anything. But it wasn't sociopathic. Maybe they were going for that. I don't know. But uh, I. Well, yeah. For me, the biggest thing was it took him long enough to go in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I was like, why didn't he go right away? I mean, that's what I guess they had. Again, it's a movie, so they had to make it an hour and a half. So I'm glad it was only eighty-one minutes of him standing outside her house, basically waiting for her to, I guess, to do stuff because mm-hmm. he didn't really do anything until she did something. Yeah, um, it wasn't until and spo- like i said at the beginning spoilers but the and this movie came out 7 years ago so i would hope that most people have seen it that we're going to watch it but um the boyfriend of the the neighbor comes over well they weren't married right i don't remember they were it was fiance wasn't it i thought um, so yeah. i thought they were married i but, i don't know but he came over remember. and it wasn't until he kind of figured stuff out that anything progressed obviously it was an hour and 10 minutes into the movie or whatever um when that occurred but i i really was hoping that he would take the the dude out yeah yeah (laughs) especially knowing that uh, (laughs) it was like he got an off five problem like it seemed like almost instantaneous like at first he was like okay hold on it might be a cop, and then he was putting two and two together throughout their conversation. That he's like, "Hold on, doesn't something doesn't seem right?" <laughs> That's one thing I liked about his character was that he wasn't just like, "Oh, okay, I'll just do everything for you," even though that he handed his phone to him and everything. I was but like, that was the only part that kind of <clears throat> even added to why stuff didn't happen sooner because. He stabbed this dude in the neck. He could have easily taken, I mean, you could have, I don't know. There should have been more in terms of terrorizing. I think there could have been way more tension if he was like fucking around in the house, like him walking around outside. Okay. It's (laughs) it's like, you know, she was scared. I get it. But it's like, there was times where you know, it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the dude walks and he catches up to women running. Um, yeah. I think in this case, she left the house one time and then she ran around the house. It's like she had to have known she could have went further than what she did. But she oh, she yeah. left the house and she ran around it and then ran right back in the front door. Or that time where she ran around and then climbed to the side of the house and got shot with the crossbow. It's like, why the hell are you climbing back up the house? It's like, so it's like, it was just to get shot in the leg. That way she would bleed later and it would set up, you know, what ended up happening at the end. But, but the abilities he had where he was shooting with crossbows, but he wouldn't do anything until she went outside. Well, what the hell was the point of the crossbow then if she never left the house? Well, it was like, uh, 
<laughs> I was I was thinking. Yeah. You remember at the end, you said he was coming in, and then he was trying to break the glass, and then he he was having trouble breaking the glass. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. It took was him like a bunch of hits to break the glass. I'm yeah. like, what fucking door is this? I know that's like, is it, yeah. how is it not? What? Well, what? Either but, he's weak or yeah. the yeah, glass is like triple pane glass. Oh yeah. Like, That's what I was what? thinking too. But yet earlier in the movie, he took out Sarah. He stabbed her thirteen times in the stomach, or whatever it was. So it's like, you know, he had more ability than. And then he took out the dude. Well, with you the, you think about it from like this the light stab of the neck. Maybe perhaps they were thinking of it her like the 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 bunny rabbit situation. It's just like, well, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but like him him. He was just terrorizing her because she has, she is deaf. Like he can play with it. He's playing uh, uh, with his food before he he actually does something to make. But that's the what I'm saying. It would have made power. more sense. It was more power to him than anything. But it would have made more sense to do more in the house. Like I thought, watching from the beginning when he was in the house right behind her, yeah, yeah, picking yeah. up the phones and he stuff, he could have done like that, that all movie. Yeah, like yeah. where he's right behind like her, do a little like, bit and then go it, away. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little bit and then go away. Yeah. You you talk about tension because you wouldn't know where he was in mm. the house, any room she was going in. You could have shown her when she took a shower one night. She would have never known he was around. And then at the end, it could have com- uh, climaxed with him trying to attack her. Like not <laughs> like yeah, he could have. They, they like, did it all in the progression of one night. Yeah, when they, I mean, yeah. it could have been over, you know, a certain period of time that they did it. But I guess she would have called me. Still would have been something. Well, I mean, <laughs> I that know. dude, uh, that dude was kind of like it was like he talked about at one point that he liked it. Like he was waiting until she wanted to die, that type of thing. Like them talking earlier in the movie, like before when he took the mask off. Where he's just like, oh, I haven't seen your face. And so he was like essentially saying that that's what he wanted to do was play with the food. Uh, like essentially. But like he was just fucking up a lot just because he knew that she was deaf. Like especially with the dude. The dude almost killed him because all he did was stab him in the neck. He like he almost died from uh, the dude that he stabbed by choking him out. <laughs> the dude, he almost he died just John. because he didn't... Uh, John, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't look up the... I forgot his name. But uh, he almost choked him out and uh, killed him before he passed away. So, like, he just made a lot of dumb mistakes just because how she was deaf. <clears throat> well, yeah, I that's, wouldn't that, say that, that a dumb mistake guy... because she was deaf. Well, well, that too. Well, I shouldn't say. I, I was just saying because it was like. I mean, there, the, was, John's interaction with him and it has nothing to yeah. do with her being deaf. No, just no, I meant like yeah, how she, killer. how he lost the crossbow and stuff like that. Like he, uh, like he, he lost it to her and everything. Like he was just like, "Fuck, she has my crossbow now." Uh, <laughs> So there was a, like a lot of moments that I just thought was like and the dude was kind of an idiot, but well, I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, it could have been all in the house. 
that that was the biggest thing to me is he could have hid anywhere in that house and she would have never known. And they proved it at the beginning because she, he came in and took pictures of her. That's when it was freaky. It got yeah, that less. Was the, yeah. That was probably the most. Uh, yeah. It got uh, less as the movie went on because he was just outside roaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You know, that, it's that like, reminded me of like a scream moment. Yeah. The phone call and not knowing where he is and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's what it reminded me of. Like that. So, so that by, but I mean, I, did I enjoy the movie? Yeah. Do I feel it was. Again, we've seen a, this a lot on all of these. That was it the 18th scariest movie in 2020. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to. But I don't think so. But based on their ratings and how they went about it, it was. So, as we've said in the past, based on the actual scale, not like based on whether or not the movie's worth watching. Yeah, I mean, so it was based on average. You know, our average, the average heart rate. Average resting heart rate in this study was 65 beats per minute. And then Hush, the average movie heart rate was came in at 76 beats per minute. So that was an overall difference of 11 beats per minute. Hmm. What was the so, peak, though, does it even say? Uh, the highest spike was 86. So it yes. was 21. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you start getting into, we're about four away from where that peak jumps considerably. Uh, so, thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when Give when we talk about it, you can probably see where, where we're headed. So where it jumps considerably is from here to there is at spot 14, it's Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nightmare on Elm Street's after that. And then it just considerably the one of the biggest high jumps, highest that. spikes was at number twelve, and then of course the top two, top three are way a good amount up there. So, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that obviously in a few podcasts. But have, um, I, have you guys seen Kate Siegel in anything since? Well, I she think Kate Siegel is Mike Flanagan's wife, I think, or at least at the time. I well, think. she was in Oculus. If you remember oh, that movie, no. and she was okay. in. She was just in this. She was in Ouija or Ouija, 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 the Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, she, she was, was just in. Oh, okay. That was that was a great series. Yeah, the Fall I of the really House like of Usher. That. I think Mike Flanagan did that one too, right? Haunting of Hill House yep. and the Haunting of Bly Manor. She was in all that stuff. So that's where you've probably seen. Her. I haven't yeah, seen any of those sense. yet. Yep. Um, so they're still married, apparently. Yeah, it looks like it. They got married in right yeah, around the time this movie was. The, or, the Fall of Usher one too. It I'm looks trying pretty to see good. Who Mike Flanagan is? I don't know who Mike Flanagan is. I think he's a bald dude. I think. Yeah. I, I thought I'd a seen bald. a picture. Well, of he made uh, Gerald's Game <laughs> and he made Doctor Sleep. Oh, that was the oh, other one. Was the, okay. the Gerald's Game? I forgot he did that one too. But he made all these: The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. And the haunting was it? Um, yeah, he's done a lot lately. You know, mostly like, horror movie, a horror thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I yeah, can't so, remember his latest one that he's supposed to be making too. I know that it was. I can't remember for sure, but oh, and the other thing is, this was released on Netflix, so there's not going to be really box office numbers. Uh, but the budget for this movie was a million, so. 
Damn. Um, I mean, only, that's a lot only more than I expected. In it. I'm not surprised by anything by it being that. Well, I was just saying, knowing that it was around in like one house, so I'm surprised that it was a million. Uh, but I mean, still, I mean, I mean, you're just, really not paying for the set and all this other stuff compared to the amount of manpower it took to actually edit it, produce it, do all these things. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. The amount of people that's on one set alone, how much did they pay the actors, and how much? Yeah, you know what I mean. The actors probably between five actors maybe got paid a million dollars. Between all of them, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, and then all the rest of the cast and crew. So that's that's what you got to think about more than anything. They probably shot it in under thirty days. They, hell, they yeah, probably shot it in like two weeks. Yeah, and it, yeah I can see that. When I look at production, let's see if that's actually detailed out and how long it took, but. He used a steady cam. That's all it's really talking about. Doesn't really say how long. Well, most of them tell me that, but one, they they probably only want, used one cam for the entire movie. Yeah, but I mean, it couldn't have been long because nothing was known about it until September of 2015. So <laughs> nothing was known about what the movie itself. The movie. So oh. So uh, it was uh, revealed at a buyer screening in twenty at the twenty fifteen Toronto International Film Festival. And I think this is his so first movie, still, right? If it was at a buyer's meeting, then it was like they probably who I wonder who actually uh, backed it to begin with with the five million, like who initially invested, and then they sold the rights to Netflix. But why wouldn't it be on Netflix now? Well, that's what I thought was weird that's when I read that. I was surprised that it wasn't on Netflix currently. Maybe they only had it for a certain amount of time. What their like, contract, their contract that would be was silly. No one would see it beyond that time. Like, yeah. Well, that, no uh, well that's what I'm saying. It up. Oh, okay. So I found it. So on April seventh of last of last year. So like what six eight months ago, it was removed oh, from Netflix because the distribution license expired. Uh, yeah, yeah. They only licensed it, licensed it for seven years, but uh, they uh, stated intentions of a physical release later. But and it points out at this time, film is not available on any streaming service. But we found out yeah. Yeah. distribution there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now so that- YouTube's got it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we're streaming for free. So. Hey. But yeah, with that, I don't know if we have anything else to to say about this film. Yeah, um, it's definitely a m- minimalist film. There's not. Yeah, I mean, it was only eighty one minutes long. So right, go yeah. watch it. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It's an yep. eighty definitely. minutes long. And yeah, go nice. watch it on currently on if you, YouTube. If you wanna, if you wanna chill, and you know, you, you don't want to make too much noise because there's not much noise through the whole film. It's <laughs> the so one for you. Yep, and you don't, don't want to be like, ah, no. <laughs> not too much screaming. Anyway, not much female screaming, just one character does that. Yep. Wait, spoiler. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's your guys in it. Surprise, surprise. So, one other thing I wanted to point out for our listeners is I know it's been, shoot, a couple of months since the last podcast we put out, I think. 
Um, we've just been kind of busy with life. life. I we've guess, been choosing in other things at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> we're um, getting back into it. But um, we're getting back into it. But we're going to shift the schedule a little bit, so these are going to start to be released on Fridays now, instead of the. We were doing them twice a week, so it really depends. But I think it really depends on if there's a movie premiere, horror movie premiere, whether or not it's going to be on a different day. But mm-hmm. um, I think for the most part, we're going to be releasing all of our Scream Creep episodes on Friday mornings now going forward. Um, with that being said, we'll be the next one on the list of the uh, 35 scariest movies according to science is at number 17 will be the 1973 horror film The Exorcist and then following that up at number 16 with 28 Days Later so that'll be the next two that oh, you yeah, guys I'm, will hear I'm looking forward to that one yep. um, about that on yeah on Especially this podcast yeah. <laughs> top tier man top tier alright so, I, I got I gotta ask this I gotta bring this up Jeremy, what is what your is Josh's camera? Is it I, is it I, hazy from your perspective too? It is, but I think it's just the quality coming across. Remember, it comes oh, across four right. K on the back end. Sorry about the intro, guys. That's why I had to go over there. I was like, <laughs> I gotta wipe his camera lens off. What the hell is it even looking? Like yeah, I that? noticed that right off, but I don't really worry about it during the recording because it it comes Usually across differently okay, when I export it. Yeah. Sorry, so I just don't want it to to ruin the quality of the of the, the podcast podcast here. Yeah, even though you know we got some high quality shit for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> beds in the background, and you know, we got well, yeah, that's going to change soon. That's yeah, gonna, better the bed's gonna, if, Well, the bed's still going to be back there, but there's going to be themed stuff back there, so it's going to be different. There's going to be I'm stuff have to to. Uh, send a green screen to your ass. I've seen one that like attaches to the back of the chair so you can take it on and off. Oh, perfect. Gonna be but yeah, back there I'm going to have... Well, the bed is just going to be themed. Like, I'm going to have a... I'm not... The, the bed is going to be themed? Yeah, there's going to be like a blanket that goes sheets. over the themed sheets and then <laughs> yeah. pillows and stuff on it. And then lighting back there and then... My neon sign's going to be on the wall back there, and I haven't yeah. decided whether or not have we'll you have legs. Have yet or what? We'll have, huh? Have you gotten that thing yet or what? Not yet. Damn. Um, but then the, um, for that thing. then the, uh, either Lego models will go behind me. Um, well, the models that I'm that building for the channel will be back there. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but there will be other stuff that'll go back there on the wall. So. But guys, we filmed these a little later in the evening, so uh, I was up at butt crack of dawn this morning. So, but for all of us out here at the Heart of Geek, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Scream Creeps. And like I said, next Friday, uh, look out for The Exorcist. Um, Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yes. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week and just keep check out our other content. Show what. What? Say that again? What? I'm confused. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs>